Hey everyone, today I have on Juan Martinez who runs Summit Fitness. This dude is a jack of all trades, man. <laughs> he went from gymnastics, body weights type training to strongman, back to gymnastics, and a bunch of other things in, in between. Today we talk about, you know, that journey of him getting into training and his training methodologies as well too. Hope you all enjoy the show. All right, bro, we're live. Juan. Hey. Samit. Listen, thank you so much for coming on, brother. How are you doing today? Life is good, man. I'm thriving. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, with these in this day and age, it's just really difficult for us to kind of stay positive. But I know I can come and talk to you and you'll have that positive light for me, right? Yeah, man. Always. On 100. On 100%. So let's just literally dive into this, bro. So tell us about yourself, man. Give us your fitness journey, your fitness as a trainer, and starting your Summit Fitness. You, you know... But both all correlate with each other. So this is Summit Fitness right here. And uh, right before we even get into it all, Summit stands for, it's Latin for higher self. And that pretty much correlates with everything in my whole entire life up until now. Um, you know, my education background, when, when I really got into fitness, because fitness and health and education, they were both my love. And, and then at a point in time, they kept clashing. And I'll tell you what I mean by that, because in high school, when I started high school, there was no, there was no exercise science, right? And, and actually, I should backtrack before that. November 6, 2006, a great day of my life. I was actually hit by a car. And wow. I was proud before that. Yeah, dude, I was 11. And I was just doing sit-ups all day long. I'll never forget the rep scheme. It was 30, 40, 50, three sets. First set, 30. Second set, 40. I was just doing sit-ups. And then by the time I finally did a push-up, a freaking car hits me. And um, uh, it, the guy was drunk. And it was the day after school. Um, he hit me and I landed. My, my jaw broke on the back of the bumper. He kept driving, too. That was the first up. And the body's like all twisted up and my leg is like to my ear and I'm missing a sneaker. I mean, I was, I was really banged up and I was gushing blood through my mouth and everything, but I mean, it was nuts. But, but to fast forward that, um, I pretty much was hospitalized and I was on a wheelchair for about like two, three parts of a day. And so I know what it's like for your body to like not function. It's, it's, it's this weird aspect, but I couldn't go home. I couldn't go to school. Cause I literally couldn't talk. My mouth was wired with a brace, and for four months I couldn't I couldn't speak a lick of English. I would just sound like garble, mm -hmm. and all my food was blended. Mm -hmm. So this is little me. I'm I'm like 12 at this time. So when my body started recuperating, I literally gave myself my own therapy. I was doing body weight training in my house all day, every day. Watching the Rocky movies, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Van Damme, and just kind of imitating what they were doing. And uh, I'm in my house, like, freaking back bridging and doing handstands and, like, fingertip push-ups and all these crazy things. And, you know, little by little, my body started getting better and better. And, you know, you, I jump into uh, high school, and I'm, like, excited to learn physical fitness. You know, I'm thinking they're going to have uh, – exercise science kind of thing. That's my mindset. <laughs> but I don't know no better. Um, but, you know, they don't have it. Here I am, a freshman, uh, and I have the bug. I got the fitness bug. I'm like, I'm itching, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to go, got to go train. Um, and I was a bad kid. I would cut all the time <laughs> so I could go to the park early and train, dude. That, that's how bad it was. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I, in my head, I was like, if I could get B's, and if I could get the the, the C's, yeah, cool. I'm fine with school, and I could go get my workout in. Right. And you know, we would have. It's funny. We would have weight room. We would pick three things: pick a sport, uh, like like gym class, uh, weight room, or swimming. Yeah. I picked weight room because it was the easiest to cut class in, and I would literally cut class and go to the park across the street on 189th, uh, right across the street from George Washington High School. And they would catch, truancy would catch me all the time. But like, oh, there's Juan. 
there he is. All right, let's bring him back to school. I'm like, wait, wait, let me finish these pull-ups. And he'll just bring me back to school. Yeah, man. I was like that. And then, you know, I started getting a little bit wiser. Sophomore year comes and I get my first, like, client. And his name is John. We call him Fabio because he had this, like, long, luxurious hair and shit. (laughs) And uh, John wanted to be part of the swimming team. And he was all like, dude, I realize you never do weight room with us, but you're still like cut up and strong. I'm like, yeah, I go to the parks and I just, I get pull-ups, push-ups, and I do like squats with bricks in my hand, dude. <laughs> so, you know, I, every time I finished school, I would go home, go to the library, and I would literally figure out what I could get my hands on, on, on exercise science and training. So, you know, I also want to put into perspective, I didn't own a phone until my like, first year of college. I didn't own a phone. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't, I didn't do internet. I, I didn't know what the internet was. I mean, I knew that there was, I knew that there was aim. I knew that there was Skonex and like MySpace, and that was like on the laptop or whatever. But you know, I didn't ever like really go hard on Google searching things. I actually went to the library and just asked people in the streets what they would do for their workouts. Mm-hmm. And John was my first client and I'm like, okay, all right, John, hey, let's work out. You know, I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut lunch. Come with me, come with me into the park. We'll cut together. So then I cut, so he and I cut class. And then what happens? John gets super brolic. He gets in the swim team. People look at him and they're like, yo, what are you doing? Yo, I'm training with Juan at the park. And then without me knowing, these guys would just, I would just see people rolling up in high, from high school mm-hmm. across the street. They're like, yo, yo, let's get these these push-ups and let's get these squats. We saw you got John strong. I'm like, oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> right, yeah, this is what I do. Let's do it. And I started this, like, movement, this thing, you know. I mean, here I am, junior year, sophomore year, senior year. And, you know, we started getting wiser. We started cutting our schedules mm-hmm. up, saying that we would finish third period <laughs> so that truancy wouldn't stop us anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's what the life of his own. And if you ever came to 189th Street around 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and you will go to that park, you would just see a whole bunch of people with like other humans on their back, running, doing squats, doing fireman sprints, um, partner resisted push-ups, right. squats with bricks on their hands, lunges kind of like these old like wrestling kind of things and like fireman things and bear crawls. And, and then we would just go play basketball. And right. that you went on for like the, the rest. You know, what's crazy because <laughs> I think there's two camps where, ev- but the main thing is everyone gets into fitness in their own way. Right. And they fall in love with it in their own way. And there's one camp where mm-hmm. they're self-taught like you, where you basically went, you read the books and you learned everything on your own. And then there's the other camp where you get exposed to it through some type of trainer or strength coach, which I had. So for me, like I fell in love with it. I was 13 when I first went to my trainer, Joe Carini, and I went to him at 165 pounds. That was my freshman year. That next year in my Mm. sophomore year, I was 224 pounds. You know, and you put on that much weight in a year. Yeah, man. And it it was just unbelievable what he did to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I lied. I think it was around 175. Tops. Like tops 180, but still like over 40 pounds of mass that's put on over here. You know, it it really just woke me up to this shit, you know, and made me (laughs) like like you said, you, you catch that bug, right? But then what happens is we catch that bug and then we kind of delve into different avenues, right, of strength. Right. So talk a little bit about that. Like what happened after high school? Well, you know, after after high school, um, suffice it to say, my mindset was still on wanting to do everything training related. At at the point in time that I already trained, uh, that I was working with John, I was like, I want to be a trainer. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And um, at that point in time, I, you know, college goes and I go to a community college. I go to a BMCC. And first of all, I, I hate school. I mean, passionately. <laughs> uh, and I say that for a lot of things. I say that for uh, just like what it does, like you're sitting down and I'm this active person who's like, get me out of here. I need to go out and move and do these cool things. And like, 
learn through the experience. And I got to tell you also, by the time that Summit Fitness was created, I created Summit Fitness when I was 13. Mm-hmm. So I sat down with my sister and I was explaining to her like this whole concept of Summit. And I thought of Summit, the word Summit, as uh, Kemet. Kemet is like Egyptian for like the dark ones. So, you know, you have a lot of like, like the culture there, you start learning who you are and all these cool things. And I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. Like, what did they do for fitness? What did they do? And I learned, oh, there's this thing called higher self. And they start talking about like the third eyes and this higher conscious being and all the chakras. And I really like that. And I'm like, wow, when I fixed myself after my car accident with like bodyweight training, I was like, I'm reaching the top of my like higher self through physical fitness. Yeah. This is me at 13 thinking this, you know? And so the original logo, if you go to the website, it's on the, it's on the top, like left side, it's a circle. And then there's a pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. And then it says S and F. And in the middle is a ladder. Mm-hmm. And so the ladder is climbing to the top of your higher self. So that has drove me for everything. That was always in the background of my thought process. So even going into college, you know, I'm like, this is what I'm about. This is what I've been doing. This is what I've been studying. This is why I do what I do. And so it became much more than just fitness at that point. It's my lifestyle. Yeah. So at this point in the game, dude, BMCC did not have exercise science. I was, I was like, damn. I was like, all right, fuck. Well, what can I do now? Can I keep doing what I was doing or should I just like work in a gym and figure out this whole thing? Mm-hmm. So here's what I do, dude. I end up like going, you know, Equinox, yeah? Sure. Okay, okay. You ever been to one? Yes. Uh, so if, if you're like me, if you went in there for the first time, you're like dazzled by the aesthetics of it all. Right. And they're like known as like the best of the best, dude. So I was like, at that point, I'm like, I want to go there. I want to go to Equinox. I want to be the, let me go to the, where the best of the best is. And so, you know, I mean, that's what I think, right? You learn from the best, be the best. And I went to something called Equinox Academy. So, yo, this is my life, man. 7 a.m. to, I think it was like, it was my school schedule. Like 6 p.m. combined with like training clients and working out myself. I was just school, dude. And then Saturdays and Sundays from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., I would go to Equinox Academy in Grand Central and we would just learn everything from biomechanics knees like, like actually learning the lingual now yeah you know yeah yeah man that's like that that's what's really started setting things off because in my head i'm like okay i do this i get the job and now i'm learning and then next thing you know you graduate uh i did so i did everything from bmcc by the way i did summer school winter school spring i did all the seasons and semesters you could think about just so i can get out of there as fast as possible so that i can put more time in equinox Sure. You know, so I did. Right. So I did. And uh, I'm feeling on top of my game. Equinox is there. And now you start learning about precision nutrition, FMS. And I'm able to like implement the stuff that I learned and crafting my business. And I just, I, you know, you got the iron bug. Now you get the business bug, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like you start creating these things. You start seeing what you're doing manifest and mold. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, damn! I am this. I've been doing this for the, this long, right. and that's where the education thing started. Actually, I started having bouts, dude. You 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 feel me? You, you ever had that before, where like what you love so much, you want to just get there and do it, but you hate the regulations that you got to go through. Yeah, and I think the tough part is that yeah, you have hoops you have to jump through, right? Like education mm-hmm. being one of them, but. The way I see it is like education is there for a reason, right? Like, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. like for me, chiropractic wise, right? So mm-hmm. you have to do a four-year degree in some type mm-hmm. of major science, right? Which I chose exercise science, which was a great experience overall. But the interesting thing about the exercise science degree across the U.S. is like everyone is a little different, you know? So I went to a school named Bloomsburg University. And there's a school probably an hour and a half away, East Stroudsburg, that also offers a exercise science degree. My exercise science degree was based more on kinesiology, functional movement, and exercise physiology, where East Stroudsburg was based more on strength and conditioning. So 
hour away, same Got degree, it. but a little bit of different educations. And that, and that's fine, you know? And was there a lot of classes that were yeah, quote unquote, you know, BS and you had to deal with it? Yeah, sure, of course. And I think even when I got into chiropractic college, there was a lot of time I'm like, dude, like, why am I sitting through this right now? Like, do I, because what happens is for me to become a licensed doctor, I have to be able to pass what? A board exam, right? And that board exam is considered the yeah. baseline competency to be able to treat someone. Right. And that's there for a reason, right? To show mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you spent the time educating yourself to get that degree. But the way I saw school, man, was like, it wasn't even like learning everything. Cause yeah. Okay. I could have got an A on this exam, A on that exam. What school taught me was to become a better learner, bro. And like enjoy learning and continue to keep learning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and not many people took that from school. A lot of people said, oh man, the day I graduate, I am done reading forever. Or I'm, I'm done with all this shit. And I, I was the opposite, bro. <laughs> For me, it was like, oh no, I'm like double invested. I'm all in yeah. now. Like now I can really focus on what I want to learn. Because like the way you were skipping school in a lot of my yes. classes, bro, I was sitting in the back, back, back where I thought the teachers couldn't see me and I had headphones in and I'm watching videos and I'm reading books, dude. And people looked at me like I was an idiot. Like, what, what, like, what is this guy doing? He's wasting all his time. Like, what the hell's going on here? But then when we get into clinic, it's like, oh, you know so much more than we do, <laughs> you know? And I, so I get the whole education issue. And I, what, basically what I'm trying to get at from the question you ask is, there's hoops we have to jump through for a reason. Right. But that process is there for a reason too, you know, and the application you, part, right. That, and then, you know, you go through what you have to go through to get to that end goal where we're at now. Right. Does that make sense? Well, 100% man, 100%. And, and so, you know, had I heard, had I uh, known that at the age that I knew it, things probably would have been different, but I would, I wouldn't change it. Um, and so like what happened with me after was, okay, so I graduated from BMCC and then the next step for me after that was, I, I want to learn more. I want to continue learning the, the, the profound, sophisticated way, the real lingual of strength training, you know, exercise science. So let's go to Lehman College. Let's go do this. But at the same exact time, you know, we, we, we come back to that, um, to that, like that, that, that voice in the back of your head. That's kind of like, ah, what am I doing here? And you're, you're, you're in the system, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm going through the motions of, of exercise science, I did 260, exercise science 264, and, and then I did 265 afterwards. And what happened to me during this time frame, I shit you not, um, I had this like, oh, he's deep squatting, that's good, good help. <laughs> yeah, man. I, ha I had, this, I had this, this voice, man, in the back of my head that was just hitting hard. And my professor is just there talking and yammering on, and I, it's like, it's like, Everything just blacked out and faded, and I left the room. I said, I, I didn't even say I'm going to the bathroom. I just stood up and I walked, and in my head, I was like, what am I doing here, right? Yeah. And I'll never forget, I called three, three friends of mine, three very good friends of mine. Actually, I called my brother and then two other friends, and I said to myself, you know, at the end of the day right now, like, I'm doing what I want to do. Uh, I'm starting my business. And I'm doing very damn good with it, you know. I haven't had to, and you know, I haven't had to do like any core, you know, like nine to five or anything. Like I'm doing what I want to do. And I'm doing a damn good job of this. So, why am I in a in a facility in college where like I'm eating this slop and I'm eating this crap and I'm not physically active and all we're doing is just really, you know, talking and not doing some of the walking or at least blending both. So it's not so because this is when I learned education and school are totally different beasts. And, you know, it was like what you were mentioning before is like people graduate school, they, they graduate college and they're like, that's it. I'm done. I don't got to learn anymore. Yeah. And for me, it's like, no, I, I want to go learn, but I want to go learn on the field and I want to spend time in the trenches. Like I want to be there already. So I was like, I'm already doing this. So I, I, I left, I left, I left college. I dropped out. And I must have been around, I forgot how old I was, but I know that for like three years in a row after that, three years straight, I was like, yo, let's develop this. I, says, I literally said to myself, there's nothing more 
like doubling down on you. Yeah. Bet on yourself all the time. Yeah. Because success or failure, so long as you learn from, from it, you, you know, you, you have a growth mindset. And, and you know, uh, the growth mindset is what I call is like, you're not a winner or a loser. You're a chooser. Yeah. And a, a, a great book that teaches you about uh, mindset is by Carol. Difference book, by the way. Um, then what happens after that, dude? Uh, I also leave Equinox, you know. And I left, so I left my job and I left college. And so I jumped off the plane, dude. I made my parachute on the way down. <laughs> I'm like summit fitness all the way. Let's go, baby. Let's make this happen. And I hit a wall. Very hard. <laughs> I, hit a, I did. I did. I did not. I, it, it took about like five, maybe like five, six months when things started really like packing up because I, I had to like, well, what am I doing with this, right? Um. So you know, fast forward with three years, summer fitness is growing and expanding, and I'm going to places with people who are where I want to be. So I'm studying up on guys like Charles Poliquin, you know, greatest strength coach of all time. I'm studying up on the, the Edo Portals and like how they did things. Um, Steve Maxwell and a whole bunch of other old names. Um, the Tao, the Tao of Sex, Health and Longevity is like a big holistic practice book I've been having since I was 13 when I started my, my journey in this whole health thing. And I was like, okay, I could start, let me start using everything that I learned from these guys and start implementing it on my own and start branching out and boom go to this building go to that building make this connection and what i learned with this process of self-sufficiency is like yeah i can be self-efficate and i need to do other concepts i need to do other things like the traditional route isn't isn't not for me and what i'm also here to share for people is you don't have to do what i'm telling you to do it's just my journey but if you're going to go through the untraditional route my recommendation is you start learning from those that are already where you want to be. The, you heard the quote, the classic quote is like, if you want to, um, if you want to see, I think if you want to make it far, you stand on the shoulders of giants, you know, you ever heard that before? No, I have. Yeah. Sorry. I was on mute. Yeah. Yeah. You, you stand on the shoulders of giants and then I'm like, all right, this is what it is. Summer fitness is going epic. And because I did what I want to do, I felt like I actually took a shortcut. You know, I manifested, I wrote down on my books, you know, I'm a huge believer of what you think, you know, you create. Huge, huge believer of this. And I'm like, I want to become an Olympic trainer. Boom. I started training John Morris, Canadian curling, two-time gold medalist. Fantastic. And now, now, I, now I give tips to the Canadian curling team on, you know, their programming. And I have a little bit of a say in some of that stuff. Then, I, and then I'm like, I want more of this. What can I do more? Okay, now I want to train. I want to train different sports. Boom! I get I get Yael El Hendy, you know Egypt's one of Egypt's best squash player of all time. And you know throughout all of this, I'm also I'm learning from them and different cultures. And I'm like, man, it, this is going good. Let me start traveling. All right, boom. Okay, let's go to Spain. Let's teach a workshop on everything you've been learning and the Shoshin and. I full-heartedly believe that if you stop learning, you know, you shoot yourself in the foot. Um, it's like, <laughs> good luck, my friend. Where are you going with this? So now I continue. I continue and continue. I go to workshops in Spain. I'll go to a workshop in Italy, in Uruguay. And now my network has expanded so far. And it's like, oh, man, I did everything I wanted to do. Like everything I wrote down, you know? So this is like within that, those three years that, you know, after leaving school. And so the education of, you know, business that I grow, that I've grown from, the education of just networking and just being a regular human being, you know, and communicating. I learned what I saw others fail at in my circle, which was the, the, the application and the communication. And it was kind of like going back to what you said before, there are routes that I full-heartedly believe that uh, audio matches the visual. What do you think about that? By audio ma matching the visual. Uh, interpret that a little more for me. 
Sure, sure. So, like, you ever seen that, like, you know, someone can graduate or, or it doesn't it actually doesn't even matter. You know, it's, it's, let's just say someone's extremely book smart and they can explain to you the, the, the biceps brachii function and everything, its insertion and, and, and all of its origins. Right. Okay. But they cannot um, communicate nor display the visual. They kind of look chubby. They cannot perform um, and it doesn't look, they don't look visually appealing. Like for like fitness, like you can't sell me that you right. can get me healthy if you don't if you don't practice what you preach. Absolutely, man. Because like, I especially when we were in school, our first one and a half years were very education enduring, right? So, mm-hmm. biochemistry, neuroscience, anatomy, physiology, um, basically heavy microbiology, right? And the A plus students, they were the studs, right? And then just me in the back, I'm like, oh shit. And then the guys I'm friends with, I'm like, hey, did you guys get a seed? You guys passed? You guys passed? Okay, good. <laughs> but once that transitioned into more of the clinical aspect of things, then the roles changed, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think we were able to learn from each other because mm-hmm. I, I think that the people that were very education-based and were able to get the and the exam, but the minute they got into a room with someone, they had an issue. They were able to diagnose things well, but they couldn't talk to the person, right? Like you couldn't be one-on-one with them, right? Like I think that one of the greatest things I learned from one of my clinicians was when you walk into that room, treat them like it's your grandmother, right? Treat them like a person first, patient second, rather than, all right, I got to see this person in 10 minutes. I got to get out the room and go to see next. No. It turns, it, it's got to turn into an intimate intimacy with, with, the, with the relationship. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I love that you mentioned that, man, because like part of me was also like having a struggle with that, with like, you know, you start having these like levels of awareness and you start going into like doctors and you see that, you know, they're teaching you one way of health and then you kind of be like, no, I did it this way and it worked for me and your information is a little outdated and they kind of like, kind of just they see you for like five seconds and then you're out the door or whatever um but at the same time though you you know i'm actually i understand that aspect and you and i we we spoke a long time ago um i don't know if you remember when we were having that talk in your office in jersey one of the main things that you mentioned to me about that 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 really settled in was like you also mentioned you know treat them like a human and regardless of the amount of time that you may have you got to also get the result. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that stuck home with me because for, for a long time I was demonizing, uh, how the, the system, medical system is you, you go in, they don't know you, they don't even know your first name. And you know, you, then you're out the door, here's a prescription pill and you're done. Right? right. Um, but then when I, when I got to meet you and I got to see how you work with your patients, my, my, my wife, my, my clients, and I also got feedback from them. And it's like, yo, man, this guy's, you know, Carlos is actually like that mix of what I think doctors and health people should be. Where it's like, yeah, I'm here for you. But I also, we also got to get this job done. And at the same time, I got like 60 other people. Yeah. Because the thing is, you got to make people self-sufficient, right? Because that's yeah. my goal. Like my goal is to get you out of pain as fast as possible so that you can get back to doing what you like doing, right? Mm-hmm. And if I made you self-reliant on me, or like, all right, Susie, I'm going to see you three times a week for the next 10 weeks. I'm not doing my job because then it turns into anytime something happens, it's like, oh, I need to come see you. But I think it also comes back to goal setting for them too, right? Whenever I treat a patient, you know, it's that first initial conversation, right? Where you take the history and you figure out exactly what's going on. And you ask them the questions that normally aren't asked. Like, oh, no one's ever asked me like what type of exercise I do, when I exercise, how long I've been exercising. Do I like this type of exercise? Then from there, you go through a gamut of testing like any physician goes through. And then I go into telling them, telling them and showing them on graphs like what actually is going on and what I think is the proper course of treatment for them. So I'm setting a plan. And then Mm -hmm. what my goal is, all right, you lack hip flexion in the squat. You can only get barely above 90 degrees. I'm going to try and get you below 90 degrees. That's going to take me... Six digits. That's just me saying an example. But you know what? There's a plan and there's a goal. And I think yes. people appreciate that too. Because, 100%. and I think that's why your client said that. It's like, wow, like he actually took the time to 
describe everything to me, explain everything to me. And it's not like mind blown shit, you know, it's <laughs> what should be being done. Right. Yes. And, but also the techniques I use too, like there's not, there's no one set technique. There's always different roads to get to where you have. Right. So like the way yeah. I see it is like, if I have, if you have a physical therapist, a chiropractor and a personal trainer, and you see them in three different rooms with glass windows and you look in mm -hmm. and you take someone off the street, you really shouldn't be able, the person should not be able to say, oh, that's the physical therapist, that's the chiropractor, that's the trainer. Because we all mm -hmm. should be working in similar modalities, right? Like, have you ever heard the saying, like, what's, what's the difference between a good trainer and a good PT? Nah. Yeah, what's, the difference, what's the difference between a good personal trainer and a good physical therapist? The only difference is they're both doing a deadlift, but the, the physical therapist is using less weight and the personal trainer is using more weight, right? Because the person, <laughs> okay. the, the physical therapist is trying to teach proper movement mechanics while the trainer is just trying to emphasize what the physical therapist did. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it goes to that too, where we fall into systems, right? Where it's just turns into an assembly line, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in and out the door, and it's unfortunate because I mean that's the way the model works, and that's how we make money. But I I just don't think I could ever go to sleep at night like doing that, honestly, in my opinion, and I, and I don't think you could either. No, 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 not at all, not at all. If if one of the best things that I can tell people also for, for like business advice is that communication with your clients is so critical, so key. Like remembering their birthdays, giving them a little gift or something or communicating outside of the practice because there's 23, as we say, there's 23 more hours for them to mess up what they did in the day. Right. It's important that you keep them accountable. So so now, now you even start adding some... Um, behavioral aspects and a little bit more of a, of a bit of a relationship like you, you can know the in and out of that person and that's why you that's why I believe I've become so great at, at the training um, it's not because I'm saying it, it's because for years on end all my clients have, have spoken that and uttered that to me where it's like oh yeah you know he 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 listens and he knows what to do but when he doesn't know what to do he knows how to bring somebody in in the picture and then we all learn from it yeah. You know? And so one of the things that I, I think a lot of trainers and PTs fail to do is the audio and the visual kind of aspect that I was mentioning before. So like, like for you, for example, you have a background in training and Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting and all that strong stuff, like, and everything else in between that you've learned from sports, right? That can inject into what you have with, as a chiropractor. So, Although, let's say, for example, you can like specialize in chiropractor, but you do have a generalized set of information and experience from the weightlifting world. So now they kind of get best of both worlds with you in that, in that sense. Whereas yeah. for me, you know, I'm like strength training and holistic medicine, but I'm not so much on the, the allopathic side or the Western side of things. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I can't learn from that and that this side uh, doesn't work. You know, my clients may want to be able to do like the allopathic stuff and the Western stuff and combine my Eastern stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, let's bring a guy who can, who, who also knows these things, who speaks the lingua. And so I feel like we need to uh, know our lanes, but allow the other lanes to open up as well. And like, you know, not um, categorize ourselves, which, uh, which, lead, which leads me actually into uh, what my journey was afterwards for school. You know, after, so that, you know, my three years had gone by of like developing summit fitness and still developing now up until this day. And I was like, I want that. I want that education, that, uh, physical therapy education. And so I had some issues where if I wanted to get like a job, so to say, and there were times where this is like, this is the experience that you have in business. You will have, you know, the highs and lows and the ebbs and flows. And so I'm like, at this point, I feel like I plateaued a little bit. Let me go higher with what I can learn because the more you learn, the more you earn. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, all right, let's go back to school. Let's do this. And I'm like, all right, let's go back to Lehman. Let me look at all the things that I need to do, all the credits that I'm missing. And it, you remember, I called you up, right? Yep. yep. I'm like, yo, Carlos, man, how you feeling, man? I want to go, go do this PT stuff. Like, give me some advice. And 
again, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that with the tradition, with the untraditional route that I went through, I would have actually never met guys like yourself, the, the Olympians, the, the people who are great at what they do. Right. So I felt like I would have never made that phone call. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm glad I did. Because pe- people, you cannot do everything out there by yourself. And if you do, you know, you're going to have a really, really hard time, you know? So I, so I call you up and then I call Pernell and I'm like, I, I'm going to go commit to physical therapy. I'm going to go do this. I want to go back to school and finish the bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And then let's, you know, let's go into, uh, I want to finish bachelor's with pre-physical therapy. That was the major. Mm-hmm. And, you know, prior before that, I had actually tried to get back into school again, but um, Summit Fitness was going so good. And I thought to myself, oh, you know what? Forget it. And so now I'm like, okay, let's go do this. And I have no financial aid whatsoever, right? Because I had dropped out, you know? Yeah. So they, they weren't giving me that. Um, so I'm like, I guess I got to pay this off. And I, I'm... <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> You're smiling already. <laughs> Why are you smiling for? Because we're all in the same boat, my friend. <laughs> so, so at this point in the game, I want to... I'm like, okay... How how do I do this? Uh, seven credits. I did winter class, right? Which was like January. And one winter class was $1,000. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's drop that. Boom. Okay, next class is coming up. I had to take seven credits. That was like kind of like the uh, probation thing that they gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like you're in jail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fuck it. Um, I'm going to do this. And I dropped like 2,500 bucks mm-hmm. and I'm like, ouch, but it's okay. Let's just go yeah. put your head down, do this, do this, do this, do this. And, uh, you know, all at the same time, I'm like, this is killing me inside. Oh my <laughs> God. So the same thought process that I had in the past, I'm like, Hey, I'm doing what I love to do and I'm doing it very good. Came harder, hit me even harder. Cause in my head, I'm thinking now, now I'm just, now I'm just throwing money at the wind when I can just use this money and, you know, buy a home in New York or just live in Spain. And I got a nice little spot in Spain and just move with my wife over there and like call it quits. Like all this is coming, you know? And so it was, it was like, Jesus Christ, what am I doing again? You know? Yeah. No, yeah, I, and I totally get it. You know, like there was a lot of times when we were in school, like we were all like, man, like we can graduate by now, <laughs> you know, like and, I, and I'm still throwing money at this thing. But like, I, but I think it goes back to, you know, that end goal in mind where it's like, yes, going to have that degree. And yeah, even though it's just a piece of paper, it intro- that also introduced me to so many people too. Like how you said, mm-hmm. we're, we're literally the exact opposite where you said that yeah, yeah. when you didn't have that piece of paper, you met so many people in that time. But for me, getting that piece of paper met, introduced me to so many people like yourself. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just different avenues for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that that sign is giving me a smoothie. There you go. You got you to you eat, man. You got to eat. <laughs> by the way every single time every single time we we we're always like hurt or like we got beaten up we're like we sometimes we're like we wish carlos was, was still in new york city <laughs> Dude, I, I, I get that all the time i'm like it's so funny like people that like i'll see like periodically when i was in new york now that i'm not there they're like oh my god i wish you're still here i'm like what, what? Hey, i'm not that far away you know that. You know well, that. no, you're not. You're not. Um, and which uh, I think is a per. I think I think it's good also because it for, for number one, it makes your story that much more like amazing. Because I, I don't know if you know, but if you go to summitfitness.com, I have two blogs. I have two two articles, and there's a part one and a part two. Part one is uh, New York City's best body work best body workers and like specialists mm-hmm. you're on the list are you kidding i gotta read that are you sh- 
Yeah, yeah, you're on my I'm, list. I'm writing that down. Thank you, man. Are you shitting me? Yeah. You're on the list. Yeah, yeah. You're you're on. You're the you're the very first person. You're the first paragraph, and I have the images of you and me and Pernell. I got your email. I got you like your number there, <laughs> and I got your New Jersey location as well. Thank you, man. But you know what? It, what it was though, like that first time we met, like. I remember, I, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was lifting on the platform from the blocks and I saw you doing some warm up, but it looked like some Edo stuff. And I was like, wow, like this kid is, yeah. he, one, he's different, right? Cause he's doing that. Cause normally you don't see that. And then it just turned into conversation from there. So I think like yeah. our love for fitness is what kind of introduced us. And like, that's kind of how I met so many people. Like yeah, so man. many people in the game and, and all that. And that kind of leads me to what we, I want to talk about next with you, where like you have such a strong background in body weight and gymnastics. And then you took a literal complete 360 and you went to strongman. <laughs> yeah, right. Man. And when yeah. you went to strongman, like, can you just at least shed light on what that experience was like from going from that body weight gymnast to <laughs> lifting logs overhead dude dude it's, it's completely different worlds completely separate worlds um so different but at the same time for me kind of similar like so so for me i always believed in like grown man chest hair strength right and like and and and, and self-sufficiency one of the reasons i love bodyweight training so much was because i didn't have to rely on the gym or where i can train anytime yep i, I love that and I love this idea of being um, this primal person who can just do amazing things with his body and the environment around him. Um, I know that this is going to sound like, I don't want to sound dogmatic, but I do wholeheartedly believe body weight training and strongman is the best way to train the body for one aspect. And I say that because for one aspect, you have your own body, of course, and, and that, that, that's a journey for forever martial arts, dance, calisthenics, gymnastics, right? You learn how to dominate this body. And then you have strong men, which is picking up these implements that are not a barbell that's perfectly made by rogue or uh, a, a dumbbell that's just waiting to be picked up perfectly symmetrical. No, it, there's a rock, there's a stone mm -hmm. that you got to pick up that's going to scratch your forearms, make you bleed, and you have to find the best way to like leverage yourself around it and pick the shit up, right? And go and you know, and then you got all the loaded carries in between. But dude, strong man, I, f I love it. Yeah. I love the strong man. So I guess I should start with, with with why, right? Why I got it and how I got it. Uh, you, you've done strong man yourself, man. You you, you know it already. So well, I, I didn't do strong man. The trainer I, I went to in high school, he his name's Joe Crooney. He was a powerlifting coach, but he did train a few strongman clients. So I was log pressing, I was yoke pressing. Um, no Boulder Atlas stuff though, but you know, I got introduced to it, you know, and I will say what you said, how strongman's important with bot with bodyweight training. I think portion of strongman everyone should incorporate into their training because yeah. it's lifting things in odd positions with odd handles. So I completely agree with that. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, one time, one day, it was, um, it was May. It was May. So, by the way, the, the, when pe people need a, my, my recommendation also, people really need to journal and log a lot of their, their training and thought processes. And, and when you look back at these things, it gets ingrained in your head. Cause this was the summer of May, 2018. Um, yeah, 2018, 2018. Mm -hmm. And I was like giving myself, I want to go compete. Like I was just, I was just testosterone up. I was like, let me just go do some mesh. I want to compete and show off my strength. I'm like, I've got this body. I might as well do something and compete. So I seen, uh, what's his name? Brian Shaw. It was Brian Shaw that I saw. Um, you know, he had did the he had beat his own record on the Atlas Stone. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow, this guy that's savage. That looks beast. Right. And for people who don't know what the Atlas Stone is, I mean, it's a freaking it's a rock. It's just a big spherical <laughs> rock. Um, and it's, a, it's an actual boulder, and you know, good luck picking it up. 
Yeah. Even so, I started looking at all the best, all the gyms that I could find, and everything's far. Everything's like there's some stuff in Jersey. I found stuff in Maryland. Um, there was uh, a whole, uh, Sacramento. I'm like, where's the stuff in New York? And I got CrossFit gyms. Yeah. And then finally, I saw a Global Strongman down in Brooklyn. I'm like, all right, this is an hour and ten ride, something like that, you know, from where I live. And I'm thinking to myself, let's go do it. Let's make it happen. All right. So it is, it's approximately June 13th, 2018, right? And I walk inside the gym. And so well, as soon as I walk in the gym, you know, it's, it's quiet. It's not, there's only like there's two guys at the end picking up what, what, what looks like, you know, a, a, a ton of massive weight. It looks inhuman what they're doing. I'm like, God damn. All right. I'm in the right place. So to my left is the coach, is the owner, Hans Perman. So Hans Perman is, he know, he's, he, he's, with, he's been with Brian Shaw and Eddie Hall and other great strongmen training these guys and being around these guys. And Hans is like the, the Dalai Lama secret guru who knows the strongman world, but isn't like, you know what I mean? For me, it's kind of like one of those, like, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. And I tell, I tell Hans, hey, um, I want to do, uh, do Strongman. And Hans is sitting on his desk. He's all like, okay, let's train now. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I'll come tomorrow, you know, I'll come tomorrow. <laughs> and he shook his head. And he shook his head. I was like, damn, this, this guy... I can see I'm going to get along with this guy really nicely. Yeah, like, I don't like this guy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go, my very first official training day. Take note that, I, yes, granted, I did some, like, you know, weightlifting and dumbbells and stuff like that, and I, I know what deadlifting <laughs> is. But I weighed at around the buck 60, 160 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when I got to strongman. Okay, as soon as I get in that gym, I'm like, all right, Hans, you know, let's, let's do this workout. I'm down. Hans put me with the tires. He put me with the Atlas Stone. We did deadlifts. We did log clean and press. We did sandbag. We did Husafel Stone. All of that in one day, right? <laughs> which, by the way, and we did farmers, which, by the way, that's like basic stuff. That's like right, right, right. the introductory. And... It was funny because, you know, first of all, when you have a coach, you want to kind of like show, you don't want to, you want to respect and value their time. So you push yourself more. So I did do things that were out of my light and my uncomfort zone. I got out of it quickly. I got comfortable in there. And then the next day I was, my body was annihilated. (laughs) I mean, Carlos annihilated. Like, like, I was like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't walk. <laughs> My leg won't Your function. forearms are on fire, yep. Oh, man, Pope, Popeye forearms, man. I was, <laughs> but you know what it was, too? My, my, my traps were spent, but my system as a whole, like, I was lethargic yeah. as fuck. And I was, I was just like, damn, all right, I, this is good. I got place, I got room to work in. So... Immediately, I hit up my boy Yusuf. He's known as the Lone Star Big Gun. And I met him at uh, Equinox Academy. So Yusuf's been a, a great friend of mine. I'm like, Yusuf, you're going to love this. He's a freak of nature, man. He's a 245-pound monster. So I'm like, hey, come with me to the strongman gym, yeah? So he and I, we split these packages together. And we're doing uh, six sessions once a week with Hans. And sometimes we did, uh, we did two group sessions on a Saturday, like, like a boot camp kind of thing. Mm-hmm. By the fourth session, you know, I'm, I'm 168 pounds. Hans, his advice is just eat. I'm like, Hans, <laughs> what should I do? Eat. <laughs> He's a man of few words. And like, he would be a great friend. And then he'll be your greatest enemy in like in a nanosecond. And I'm like, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, but it's good. And I see why he's doing what he's doing. Because it's like, I, I cut to the chase. I don't beat around the bush. So 
Hans is stretching me on the table, right? And and Hans is Hans is this big burly guy, by the way, super strong, fifty years old, brolic diesel, look like he hasn't aged in the day, fountain of youth. And I'm like, yo, Hans, I wanna I wanna compete. He's like, what? I'm like, I want to compete in strong. <laughs> he's, he's all like, either it's a hell yes or it's a no. I'm, I'm like, yes. He said, what? Hell yes. I'm like, yeah. And, and the next day, he puts my name. He, he puts me in a competition. El Carlos, I got no idea what I'm, what I'm getting myself into, right? <laughs> he's like, I'm having a competition here. It's going to be United States Strongman Corporation. Here's the date, August 4th. At this point, dude, it's like late in July. Mind you, I only had, I had one session a week with this guy. And I told him, well, what's your word of advice? You could imagine what he said. Eat. I was like, that's all this guy says. Just eat. But okay, I'm like, right, I'll keep eating and, and me training with Yusuf and, and Hans and all these other people who are stronger than me. Like, it's a by osmosis, dude. You're going you're gonna to be the next one getting really strong. And right. August 4th comes and it's competition day, man. Let's rock, let's roll. And I, I won no. that competition, by the way. I, I had... I had nerve damage prior before that because uh, Hans and I were doing this Atlas stone and I was fatigued. And I, I mean, I'm skipping a lot of logistics here, but the, the point being is, man, I got that competition. I won it. This is nuts. And that's incredible, right? When you go from doing what you were doing prior to, to then going straight into strongman, like one, there's so much you need to learn, right? I'm sorry if you cut out for a second, but what I was saying. No, no, that, no, no. Yes. And what, and what happens is, is what I, what I see with a lot of patients is people that go from body weight to resistance training or vice versa, they lose some things from other things, right? So mm-hmm. you probably lost so much of your body weight strength or body weight movements to build up on your strongman. Would you agree with that? Or was that a little, or, or would you say it was about the same? Actually, no, a strongman helped my body weight training like crazy. No kidding. The, okay. Yeah, I, I think maybe for me, uh, I would have to say I, that that could be a, just on a genetic kind of side of things, or it could also just be that I, at the same time, like, you know, I think I had body weight training so ingrained, I was fine. The the only thing that I can tell you was that the weight gain made body weight movements a little harder. Sure. Well, you just you just train through that, and then you just adapt like anything else. Right. Um. Like for example, the farmers doing farmers so much do that crushing strength helped me so much to just do a one arm chin up. So like right. when people do one arm chin ups or any like kind of like one arm work, you know, your body's going to tend to rotate tremendously. Sure. So, you know, I had enough grip strength to really just be like, Nope, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to be right here. Um, I had, I had like my fingers got strong from, from holding the Husafeld stone so damn much. Like mm-hmm. I learned how to use more muscles better and, other lagging muscles that calisthenics didn't give me, strongman did. Sure. You know? And what's, so, what's awesome too is that, you know, being that you had the body weight background, you had a very good grip strength to begin with, right? And a lot of oh, times yeah. when it comes to powerlifting, Olympic lifting, strongman, I assume too, is your grip gives out first, right? And yes, then you mature, right? And for you, it, it was probably the same thing, but probably a little less. Maybe it was more on the strength side of it, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. You know, and it was it was funny because Hans hated the fact that I did calisthenics. It was hilarious because he was all like, "Stop doing that yoga bullshit." <laughs> I'm like, "I've never done yoga, man. This isn't yoga. I'm just doing pull-ups and shit." And for for me, I I will say I have a very innate ability to have to develop a lot of strength without putting on so much mass, mm-hmm. um, neural adaptation, so to speak, and rate quarter firing because. I've never, I, when I got to the competition, I was weighing a buck 72, you know? Yeah. And that was the heaviest I've ever been. I've, I've never been past 165 in my life, you know? Yeah. Until I, until I did strongman. And, you know, 
all my weights went up completely fast. You know, gr- granted, it's um, it's newbie gains and novice gains towards something. I get right. that, but for me, you know, strength is easy. You know, I, I guess without putting on so much mass. And um, after that, I started training for nationals, um, but that didn't work out because then, you know, I love Hans, and Hans and I had some backlash at a point, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I kept training strong, man. And then uh, what I want to talk about competition and like, I guess, words of wisdom is if, what you need to do if you want to compete is, uh, is first make the decision that this is going to be a big part of your life. And, it, you know, it's either a hell yes or it's a no. That's a real thing that I learned from Hans. Either you're really going to commit to this or you're shitting yourself and wasting time. Yep. A lot of people have more excuses than a pregnant nun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm, you know, you're either in it or you're not. Right. And then, then secondly, I was thinking, you know, you got to surround yourself amongst people who are already better than you and, and accept that. That's why I was like, let me get Yusuf in this because Yusuf, I know we got this little like camaraderie rivalry. And if he can't do this lift, like I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get this. And, you're in that environment yeah. and it helps. Sure. Helps absolutely. No, absolutely. And you got to have that competitive attitude. And even, even for me, like I see it as like, I love being the dumbest person in the room, like learning yeah. from others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it just makes me want to be better, you know? Yeah. And like what you're saying, you have to be all in. And I assume when it comes to a uh, strong man, I mean, besides Thor, who, who, he is the epitome of like what six foot seven, close to four hundred pounds, but has a six pack. You gotta be fat, you know. You have to be heavy, yeah. right? and, and for you, I think yeah. that's never what you wanted, or or would even. No, want no, dude. No, you, dude, yeah, because no. you, if you were competing at 180, 190, you would have to be in the two twenties, two thirties, two forties to really be really good and at that yes. national level that's but you know what? and that says a lot in your character where you said you know what i know i can't do this so i'm gonna step back you know because not many can say that or can do that or they'll come up with excuses you're not coming up with excuses you know the logistics and what it takes and you said no nah, right it's enough i can't yeah yeah and um it, it you know i think i also i think even prior even during um when I was training for nationals, I had even called you up one time and I was like, Hey man, this is what's going on with my coach and this down the third and, and like the, the journey. And then you saw me, just, then I started training for uh, New Jersey, mm-hmm. the New Jersey fall classic. And then, you know, yeah, you're right. What happened at that point in time was I'm like, I, I want to not live life knowing what could have been. And I want to give myself the ability to try this one more time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, Let's commit. And this is how I know that, like, this, this is when you implement what you did in your past onto your present. Like, and the stuff that I teach my clients, you know, I became the client. Mm-hmm. So I started journaling everything. I started really, you know, putting value into, like, listening to what my coach is saying and doing it for myself. So I started training this whole entire thing for New Jersey by myself. And I would drag myself out of bed and I should, actually, I, didn't even, I shouldn't even say drag because that puts a weird negative connotation. I actually jumped out of bed. I'm like, let's go do this. Let's go every Saturday and Sunday. We're going to go to this CrossFit gym in Queens. <clears throat> um, damn, I forgot the name of it. But it's an amazing CrossFit gym with strongman equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the owner of that gym, his name is Dom. He's a great guy. And so Dom has open gym Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays for like one hour. <laughs> so I would do that. And that was all I had. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make this happen. And I'm like, okay, I need to progress faster and faster. And by the way, I, I decided to do the strongman New Jersey with three months notice. I'm like, all right, let's just go do it. So I contacted Jailhouse Strong, Josh Bryant. And I love Josh Bryant's work, man. Gas station ready. Mm-hmm. And dude, I hit him up and I he actually responded which i like that you know yeah i was like oh man he's somebody that i learned from and so i went under his tutelage i went under his programming and i did everything in my power to follow all of his days never missed a day and i beefed up you know because i lost weight 
it was like 168 then i went back to like 175 and that's not even huge <laughs> it's not huge it's not huge but uh you know my brother and i we he drives me over we drive to new jersey you know i contacted you i contacted pernell and i love how you guys were, were like oh pernell is still out there like <laughs> traveling with you yeah and uh but you saw me there, man. I was laser focused. I was ready and dedicated. But, dude, that competition in itself, we saw we saw how that was. But yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, what I what I went through in that moment in time because I was say right then and there, you know, I I didn't even finish it because mm-hmm. the shit just hit the fan there. Yep. At a point. Yep. And so yeah, you're right. Not many people can stop and think, especially in the midst of it. This is what competition does to people. Competition will breed a mind that, you know, my brother coined the term toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of guys there who we're going to start getting, we're getting hurt. And it's like, okay, well, if this guy's lifting that, then I'm going to lift that and forget that all the rules make no sense, you know? Right. And in my, in my mind midway, I'm like, nah, this doesn't make sense no more. Like I I, want to, I want to live to see another day. Like, you know, yeah, I got a job, a profession, and I got a I got a wife and a dog at home. Like, nah, uh, the same for me no more. Right, at least and not I, not the not the competition. Right. right, and if you and I'm sure if you still wanted that, you still would be training towards that and eating at whatever excess amount of calories you would have to eat. But yeah, that competition. It's not that it was rigged or anything, but you know things changed, and I think that shed light for you to say, you know what, I think this is not the end of the road, but just my time to step back from all this, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because cause then, you know, I also I put into perspective, like, okay, do I really want to get up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning just to eat more? Um, <laughs> dude, like, damn. Like, that, that's, that's actually the hardest part is the eating. Like, I mean, it's fun, but it's also hard. And you, at a point in time, like, it just is kind of gorging myself. Right. Then I thought about like how, you know, make weight, lose weight, keep the weight. I'm like, that's just going to like make me age faster. And I don't want this. It's just right. going to mess up my, my health. Right. right. Um, with competition, with anything, you're going to pay the price. Everybody should know that competition is actually not healthy in my opinion at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, you know, there's this constant repetition of something. You're going to get hurt at some point. It's just overuse. You know, like like with powerlifting, right? You gotta you're trying to hit a certain uh, personal best record, but you only have such a short window and such a short shelf life in that sport. You know, the greats, right. you know, they can last endless amount of years, but they come out skate, they come out hurt. You know, they never come out unscathed. They're all you know, someone can have a bum leg, a bum hip, a bum shoulder, whatever it is. You know, yeah. but it's, if but that's what competition brings. You know. You, you you show up to a, a locker room before a game, you ask who's hurt. Everyone's raising their hand. Everyone's got something, you know, but yeah. it's a competition that yeah. brings out the best in us, man. And, and I'm yeah. glad able to share that with us, but bro, yeah. we're, we're coming up on an hour, man. Like this just flew by. <laughs> oh crazy. my God. You serious? Yeah. So listen, wow. I, we, we got to wrap this up. But listen, I always ask two questions, man. Give me your okay. uh, three favorite books, fitness related, not fitness related. Doesn't matter. Sure. Actually, one that I started rereading right now, and I'm glad I have this here. As a man, as a man thinketh, by James Allen. Okay. This one is uh, about 37 pages. Amazing. The one, hands down, straight to the point, the best of the best. The second book uh, is the Compassionate Samurai. Okay. Oh man. You want to talk about a book that, that is, has practical means of improving your life. Mm-hmm. It's that one. But more importantly, it's kind of like what the Kobe Bryant thing was. Um, Kobe Bryant mentioned this great quote. He said, uh, be great at what you do. So you inspire others to be great at what they do. Mm-hmm. That's what um, compassionate samurai does. And then the third book I would say is to this day, the Tao of sex, health, and longevity. I've been having that book since I was a kid. Still have it till this day. That you needn't look any further than than that book to learn about like esoteric health and Western society health and how to make it work for you. 
Okay. Individualized, you know? Okay, cool. Game changers. No, yeah. Uh, and, and I got to check those books out. I, mean, I remember you did rem- uh, recommend Last Samurai. Samurai. Now I really got to get in and delve into the, that. The, the Compassionate Samurai, yeah. Compassionate Samurai, yeah, right. Yeah. Last question. If we can go back five years and you can give yourself any advice, what is that? Any advice? To yourself, yeah. Ooh, wow, 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 wow. I love that, man. Damn, that's intense. The advice that I would give myself five years back would be, you don't have to wait for anyone's validation to know that you're doing something that works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I like that, right? Because I think everyone's on their own path. Right. And you can go and try and do someone and someone will bash you like, oh, no, that's not the right thing to do. That's I think we all deal with that in some sense. Right. Where you can say, I want to do this. And one person might say, no, there's no way you can achieve that. Or someone would say, oh, you could do more. But no one's on the same path you're on and no one knows what you go through day to day. So I love I love that, man. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's what I would give. Yeah. Okay. All right. So where can people find you, bro? Um, okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, check me out at www.semet, S-E-M-E-T, fitness.com. That's my main, uh, website where I put all my blogs. The YouTube is the same thing. Instagram is underscore Semit. Um, and you can email me at semitflow, F-L-O-W, at gmail.com. Um, I'm constantly... Our content on all things from holistic relationship with others, meditation, physical practice, using food as medicine, and um, also getting into like a minimalist approach of training and stuff like that. Like the best results with the least amount of like items and stuff. No things like that. that, that, That's a whole jam packed session for anyone. But listen, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. And this is not the last time we're doing this. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Have a great day. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope we all learned something informative. And if you like the show, please leave a five-star review. And if you really liked it, share with someone that you think would really enjoy it. Hope you guys all have a great day. Take care.